This is the IDP After Show. Welcome to Johnny the Greek's Cornerback Corner. This is the audio version week one on the IDP After Show feed. Thank you all for listening and hope everyone is having a good preparation for week one. Everyone's having good drafts and whatnot and, you know, another season upon us. Here we go again, right? So this should be coming right off the heels of the publication of the written version apologize. I, I want to apologize up front. There was 11,000 plus words in that first version. That is on purpose. I kind of just wanted to explain everything in week one of the written cornerback corner. What I'm looking for, why I'm looking for it, how I made the calls on each corner, how I determine what size league they make sense in, the factors we're looking for, the things that make a good corner stream, the things that make a bad corner stream, the traps, all that stuff. So literally all of that is explained in the week one written version of the cornerback corner. The downside to that is the reading time is 51 minutes on the week one version. So that's quite a bit. Most of us aren't going to get that much of a toilet break at work. So apologies up front. What's nice, though, is you can come here. You can come here every week. You can listen to this and we're going to have a nice 20, 25 minute digestible version of that article where I cover the best matchups of each week for IDP streaming cornerback, the worst matchups, my cornerback ones for the week, my favorite values or kind of under the radar guys for each week, some of the best like deep dart throws, and then the worst ideas that seem good. That's another thing that we want to cover here because I see a lot of that. I, I see a whole bunch of that. And sometimes avoiding danger is just as important as making a good call for your streaming corners. So let's start with the best matchups for week one. In my opinion, there are about five or six. Detroit KC being the first one, Thursday night football to kick off the season. So we've got the Detroit Lions that last season were the eighth ranked passing offense in the NFL. And the Kansas City Chiefs, which were the first ranked passing offense in the NFL. Respectively, these teams targeted their wide receivers 10th most in the league and 21st most in the league. We've got an over-under of 54 and a half, which is awesome. That is quite a shootout. We should be expecting this coming Thursday night. Those are all great factors. We've got great passing offense on each side. We've got teams that target their wide receivers quite a bit, except for Kansas City. But, you know, it is what it is. They got Kelsey. They got good running backs out of the backfield. But, you know, they're still an excellent passing offense. So that gives value to our corners for the Detroit Lions. We've got a high over-under. That's usually indicative of a lot of offense, a lot of sustained offense, a lot of sustained drives. That's what gives us IDP production. You you, you can't have IDP production if the opposing quarterback is going three and out, and your defense, your IDP players are on the bench. They, They can't score points from the bench. That should be common sense. So yeah, we got a lot of great factors here to kick off the season for Detroit KC, so that's one of my favorite matchups for week one. I like the Colts side of the Indianapolis-Jacksonville matchup. The Colts side, the Colts corners have a good setup against last season's Jacksonville passing offense that was 10th in the league. These guys also, Jags also targeted their wide receivers 7th most in the league last season, and they added Calvin Ridley to an already impressive core of pass catchers. 
So great Kenny Moore week. Unfortunately, beyond that, there is some confusion as to who will actually be the cornerbacks for the Colts, but great Kenny Moore week. So I like that matchup quite a bit. I like the Bucks side of the Tampa Bay-Minnesota matchup. So the Vikings were the sixth, sixth ranked passing offense in the entire league last season. They targeted their wide receivers second most in the entire league last year and added to that wide receiver core with an excellent rookie this offseason. So, you know, great looking matchup for our Tampa Bay corners in week one. I like that side of that matchup quite a bit. I like the Dolphins and the Chargers quite a bit. Dolphins, Chargers, last season, that is the fourth and third overall passing offenses, respectively. Those guys targeted their wide receivers fifth and fourth most, respectively, last season. You know, if you're wondering why I'm pointing at these specific factors, you can find that within the cornerback, a corner article, why I'm talking about these things. But short version is, you know, good passing offense ranking means lots of passing offense in general, means lots of completed passes. Completed passes is our floor for good cornerback production and targets towards wide receiver is is good for us. It means that our corner is more likely to be involved since the guy they'll be guarding will be targeted. So these are all positive factors for us. Dolphins Chargers also has an over-under of 51 points. So that's that's really good. Uh, we're definitely looking at a shootout right there. You know, lots of star power in that matchup. That is a great, great matchup to stream corner from. And then also Browns Bengals. Obviously, Cincinnati is a spectacular passing offense. They target their wide receivers quite a bit. Top 10, if I recall correctly in the league last season and targeting their wide receivers. Definitely a top 10 passing offense. So all systems go for our Browns corners. And then for the reverse, the Bengals corners, you know, the the Browns did not have a great rating last year for passing offense or targeting their wide receivers. But we got to remember Deshaun Watson missed most of the season last year. He's had a full off season to get acquainted with Amari Cooper and Peoples-Jones, and they brought Elijah Moore over in the off season. So... I, I think they take a step forward. Pretty decent over-under in that matchup. We got an over-under of 47.5 for that one. Pretty good pretty good amount of offense we should be expecting there. So I, I like that matchup quite a bit as well. Plus, we got some really good cornerback options with Bengals and Browns between, you know, Cam Taylor-Britt, Chidobu Uzier, Denzel Ward, guys like that. And then finally, Bills-Jets. I, I, I like that matchup quite a bit as well. I am almost exclusively streaming corner from all those matchups I just talked about. I don't screw around with this stuff. I I target the best matchups, the best guys within the best matchups, and I do that week after week. And it's led to quite a bit of IDP cornerback production for me over the past like 10, 15 years or so. So Bills, Jets, another really good looking one here. So the Bills are, let's see, the seventh overall passing attack from last year. They targeted their wide receivers eighth most in the league last year. You know, obviously we can't look at the Jets ratings on this because they had Zach Wilson at the helm last year, but now they've got Aaron Rodgers, so they should take a huge step forward in regards to their passing offense. And then we've got an over-under of 46.5 for this Monday night game, so it should be a good amount of offense here as well. So those are the matchups I am targeting personally the most in week one. All right, and the worst matchups, in my opinion, I am not touching anyone from these two matchups, is Atlanta, Carolina. And Baltimore, Houston. Let's look at Atlanta, Carolina first. So when it comes to the Panthers and the Falcons, so we've got last season's 29th and 31st ranked passing offenses. So just absolutely horrendous for both of them. 
They also targeted their wide receivers 28th and 30th in the league, respectively. So just horrendous. So bad. I would not touch this with a 10-foot pole. For the, for the Panthers, we've got Bryce Young making his first ever NFL start against a real grown man defense. He's probably going to spend most of this game running for his life, trying not to get killed. And for the Falcons, not much better, right? That Their quarterback didn't exactly inspire confidence dynasty-wise last year. So not great. Vegas also thinks this is going to be a lower scoring game with a 39.5 over under. That's not good. That's not a shootout. That's, that's a defensive struggle, and we do not want to target those. We want plenty of offense because that leads to plenty of IDP production. So I am steering way clear of the Panthers and the Falcons, and I am also steering clear of Texans-Ravens. So the Ravens last year were the 28th-ranked passing offense in the entire league. That's not good. I, I know they added the you know corpse of Odell Beckham, and that's great. But, you know, they don't pass the ball. That's just not something they do. They're, they're a run-first team. Everyone talks about this new offense that Lamar is going to be running this year. And we're going to see the Lamar from a few years ago where he just absolutely went crazy. And I just do not believe it. I do not think it's going to happen. So I'm not betting on it. And what's great about Streaming Corner is if, if we're wrong, if I'm wrong, that's fine. We can just grab the guys off waivers that are playing against the Ravens next week and we're good to go. So not a huge deal. I, I, I want to see it first, and I, I don't think it's going to happen. And then for the reverse, we got C.J. Stroud, right? Making his first ever NFL start against an excellent Ravens defense. You know, the, the Texans were not a great passing offense last year to begin with. They do not have a lot of talent on that wide receiver core. And I think Stroud's going to be spending, much like Bryce Young, most of the game, just trying not to get killed. So I'm not targeting either of those matchups. Those are the two that stand out as the worst matchups for IDP streaming cornerback in week one. Some guys that I think are locked in solid cornerback ones in week one, guys that I'm starting as much as humanly possible in, in my own teams. So Legereus Need, I, I know there is some kind of shenanigans on whether or not he'll have the same role as last season, but I, I think the matchup is is you know more than enough regardless to make up for that. As I mentioned previously, this Lions-Chiefs matchup has every positive factor we could possibly look for in it. So I think that kind of overrides any shenanigans with Ladarius Snead. He is going to play every snap. He was spectacularly productive last season. Even if we get a fraction of that in week one, we're still going to be sitting pretty. So I feel very good about Ladarius Snead in week one. My next favorite corner, well, I wouldn't call Snead my favorite but he's definitely a corner one. Another corner one for this week is Kenny Moore. So we talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars passing offense, top 10, top 10 in targeting wide receivers. And that's before getting Calvin Ridley back, right? So, so they, you know, the rich get richer. They got even better in this offseason, improving on beautiful rankings from last season in regards to passing offense. So really good stuff there. Kenny Moore, it, you know, anyone that knows anything about streaming corner knows this has been the overall cornerback one in previous seasons in the past. He's a good, good bet to do it just about every year. He will play every snap. He is reliable, productive, talented, you name it, he's got it. And he's in a picture perfect week one matchup. I love Kenny Moore as a cornerback one in week one. Another guy I love is Carlton Davis. So a little bit not maybe not as well known as Kenny Moore, Legereus Snead. You know, he's a little bit dinged up last year, so his stats don't exactly float to the top if you're sorting 
by last year's statistics, but this guy is an absolute monster. He just has some health issues. That's why we don't talk about him as much. But he's healthy going into week one, and he's going up against the Vikings indoors in Minnesota. And we talked about how, how good the Vikings passing offense was and how often they target their wide receivers, second most in the entire league last year. And the odds are real good that Carlton Davis is going to be responsible for Justin Jefferson. How many targets do you think Justin Jefferson is going to get in week one? I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he got 10, 15. That's completely doable. All Carlton Davis needs to do is break up one or two of those, get four or five combined tackles, and bam, we've hit our projection right there. That is completely doable. I, I think he is a lock to nail his floor in week one to hit his projection and probably go way past it. So I love Carlton Davis in week one as a cornerback one. Another guy I love in week one, and this does not make a lot of sense since we've been talking about matchups and how they inform which cornerbacks we want to start. This guy is an outlier. This guy is a start no matter the matchup just because he's an absolute freak. So Nate Hobbs is going to be a cornerback one in week one even though they're going up against a passing offense that a real statistic last season was touchdowns to toilets. I kid you not. Russell Wilson had more toilets in his house than touchdown passes last year. So, you know, that doesn't exactly inspire confidence, not to mention that the Broncos wide receiver core is just shredded with injury and we're not even into the start of the season yet. So not great. But Nate Hobbs doesn't matter. He does it no matter what. We've seen him do it across every conceivable matchup, good, bad, and different. Whenever he's healthy, he averages at least seven combined tackles a game. If he plays a full game, the last two seasons, he averages seven combined tackles a game as a floor, as a floor. The last two years, he was on pace for 119 combined tackles before he got hurt each of the last two seasons. He is healthy going into week one. I don't care what the matchup is. He is a cornerback one. He will play every snap, and he's probably a lock, you know, a really good bet to have an excellent game. So I love Nate Hobbs in week one. Okay, another guy I really like as a possible corner one in week one, and this is a little bit dependent on the health of Cooper Cup, of all things, is Tariq Woolen over in Seattle. If Cooper Cup plays, then it's likely that Tariq Woolen has, you know, that's his responsibility, or at least for a good portion of the game. We know Cooper Cup will be showered with targets. We've seen that Tariq Woolen has been incredibly productive, much like Nate Hobbs, in and out of bad matchups. Doesn't Matchup didn't seem to matter last year for Tariq Woolen. He was excellent across the board. So I, I like him as a corner one if Cooper Cup plays. If not, maybe downgrade him a little bit. I still like him, just not as much. But assuming Cup plays, Tariq Woolen's a cornerback one for me in week one. Another guy that is a locked-in corner for week one is Adoree Jackson of the New York Giants. So prior to his injury last year, this guy was a routine top 10 streaming corner option week in and week out. He even returned punts last year, so you get that return yardage. You got the opportunity for him to take one to the house. I don't know if he'll do that again this year, but you know it was another added bonus you got last year at least. He will play every snap. He is excellent. He's been a corner one or you know, in other words, a top 12, 12 corner, you know, in past seasons, especially I believe it was on the Titans. He, he's really, really good. And he's likely going to be responsible for C.D. Lamb, if not Brandon Cooks, against the Cowboys team that throws too much for their own good. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I know this. 
stop throwing so much Dallas and run the ball and play defense. You seem to do a lot better when that happens. So I think Adore Jackson's a lock to nail his projection and maybe even get an, you know, an interception because Dak Prescott certainly loves to give those out. So Adore Jackson, great option in week one as a cornerback one. And the last two guys I would consider as corner ones in week one are Teron Johnson. Three guys, sorry. Teron Johnson for the Bills up against that new look Jets passing offense that should be just, you know, firing on all cylinders on Monday Night Football. We all know Rodgers loves the spotlight. And then on the other side for the Jets, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. And as crazy as this sounds, maybe even DJ Reed a little bit more than Sauce Gardner. Sauce has shown to be an excellent real-life cornerback with an excellent real-life PFF score, and that may cause the opposing offense, Josh Allen and company, to steer clear him a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. DJ Reed, though, is just as productive as Sauce Gardner. In fact, he had more combined tackles than him last year. And, uh, you know, fewer people know about him, and no one's afraid of him. So he's in a great spot to produce on that Monday Night Football game. And then Sauce, to a lesser extent, it kind of depends what his responsibilities are. If he's on Stefan Diggs, then I think he's probably a lock to be a corner one, nail his projection and go past it. So those are my guys that are locks for week one, that whole list right there. Let's talk about some dart throws. One of the dart throws I like a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit in week one is Kobe Durant, Los Angeles Rams cornerback. So going up against the Seahawks passing attack, that was really excellent last year. It was 12th in the league. They targeted their wide receivers 14th most in the league. There's a pretty good over-under on this matchup of 46.5. Uh, if, if we're being honest, I think most of those points are going to end up on the Seahawks side of the scoreboard. So the Rams may be on defense quite a bit in this game. And Kobe Durant appears to be the only guy I'm pretty sure is going to play cornerback for the Rams in week one. I have no idea who the heck else is going to. There's one, two, three, four guys for three slots. And amongst all the offseason depth charts I looked at, the only thing they seem to agree on is Kobe Durant should be starting in week one. No one knows who this guy is, myself included. Did not know this was a person until late last season. So you can probably get him off waivers right now. Really doesn't you know, assume this since this is the guy that's that's, you know, somewhat set in stone. He's going to have DK Metcalf in all likelihood. If not, Tyler Lockett. So he should be targeted plenty. You know, they should be on defense quite a bit. This is a guy you can get for free. I kind of like Kobe Durant as a good value in week one. Deeper leagues only, though, because, you know, there are some shenanigans at play here. So you don't want this to be your corner one or two. You want this to be more of a dart throw down the road. All right, another guy I like in week one that's really not as well known, Cater Kohu, Miami Dolphins. So going up against that excellent Chargers passing offense with lots of talented Chargers wide receivers that are going to get targeted pretty often. Kohu was a little bit on the outside looking in on the depth chart until the Jalen Ramsey injury. Injury. He is locked in now. He's going to be there. Not a lot of people know about this guy. He's not Xavier Howard. So, you know, maybe they shy away from Howard a little bit and head towards Kohu. So I, I think he should be very involved all game long. And we talked about the setup for this game. We've got two top 10 passing offenses, two teams that target their wide receivers, you know, in the top 10 in the league as of last season, uh, two good quarterbacks, a, a ton of excellent wide receivers, a high over under. Everything makes sense for Cater Kohu in week one. And this is a guy you can get for free, basically, in most leagues. 
that should be in a really excellent position to produce in week one. I like Caterco, who has a deal quite a bit. All right, another deal I like in week one. So Marco Wilson Cardinals, you know, the commanders, which is their opponent passing offense, who the hell knows, right? It's, it's Sam Howell. It's a brand new quarterback. We don't know if Scary Terry is going to be good to go or not. But I think this is a bloodbath. Uh, the Cardinals are obviously terrible. They're obviously in a full rebuild mode. Marco Wilson's one of the few guys left over on this team from the last couple of years. He's a guaranteed 100% of snap starter at corner on a defense that'll probably be on the field most of this game. You know, assuming the commander's passing offense is anything resembling decent, Marco Wilson could be in for a huge game. And this is a guy that almost no one knows about. You can get for free off waivers right now and is a great deal for week one. And if you need to go even deeper than that, Antonio Hamilton behind him is another guy that not a lot of people know exists. That's a really good bet to be a full-time starter in week one. That's in the exact same situation as Marco Wilson as the second IDP cornerback here for the Arizona Cardinals. That's another deal I like for week one. One more guy I do kind of like a little bit for week one. So Martin Emerson, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. We saw this guy as an injury replacement. I believe it was the, at the end of last season, just when that, that Brown secondary was just shredded with injury. This guy came in and he was red hot all the way until fantasy playoffs. If it wasn't last season, it was the one before. I, I remember this happening. I just don't remember which season it was. But he came in, he lit the world on fire. Everyone wanted a piece of this guy but he was just an injury replacement. So it was a very unstable thing. It was dependent on other guys being inactive. And that's never a fun thing because you have to track inactives before kickoff to make sure that the guy you're starting is actually going to play. This year, though, he appears to be a starter. He appears to be a starting cornerback for the Cleveland Browns. Going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, which we all know is an excellent, excellent passing offense. The fifth ranked passing offense last year. These guys targeted their wide receivers sixth most in the entire league last year. It appears that Joe Burrow is good for week one from everything I saw. You know, this is a really good deal for a Browns corner that no one really knows about. No one really knows that this guy should be a starter this season. He's in a great matchup. You can probably get him for free. Martin Emerson is a really good deal for week one, in my opinion. All righty, and we'll wrap this up with a couple of maybe... Ideas that seem good, but really, really aren't that good. So I, th I think the one that probably stands out to me the most would be Green Bay Packers, the guys starting Jair Alexander. So Jair Alexander is an excellent real-life cornerback. He, he was PFF's overall rated cornerback in the league. If it wasn't last, I think it might have been the year before last year. I, d I do remember uh, it happened, just not when. But yeah, he's an excellent real-life cornerback and there's a downside to that if you are dangerous to throw at they just won't throw at you he's had entire games where his box score is empty because of that factor when we factor in on top of that that they're going up against the chicago bears who uh, if i recall correctly so they were the second worst team in the league in regards to targeting their wide receivers. And the Bears were also dead last, 32 in the league for their passing attack last season. So 32 for their passing attack, 31 for targeting their wide receivers. DJ Moore is not going to fix all that. Anyone that is a Justin Fields fantasy shareholder will recall the first seven, eight games last year where he didn't complete 
more than 15 passes per game in the first five or six where he didn't complete more than 10 passes per game. If he didn't run for points for you in fantasy, you weren't getting points because he wasn't completing passes. So we've got an extremely limited completed passes floor here for our Packers cornerbacks. If anyone's going to get involved and be productive up, productive off the, I don't know, 10 or 12 completed passes that game, it's probably going to be Rizul Douglas. It's not going to be Jair Alexander. You know, that's not to say that he can't get lucky, have an interception, something like that, but the odds are not good. There's not going to be a lot of passing offense for these Packers corners to kind of eat from to begin with. Plus, Alexander is so good in real football, I don't think they're going to be throwing his way all that often at all. So just buyer beware with Jair Alexander in week one. That's my worst idea that seems good for week one. All right, and that, that's pretty much it. So, so this is just going to be a very kind of short form, you know, bite-sized version of the article where we talk about the best matchups every week, the worst matchups every week, my corner ones, my a few values that I really like, and then the worst idea that seems good. So thank you all for listening. Please check out the article itself over on the idpshow.com. It is Johnny the Greek's Cornerback Corner. It is the only place across the entire internet slash planet where you can find someone that's tracking every single IDP-relevant cornerback every week, all season long, every single season. If they have a pulse, play football, and log to snap each week, I will tell you what happened with that. And then beyond that, I'm going to you know, give, you, give you a call. Does it make sense to start that guy? You know, If so, what size league does it make sense to start him in? Is it a sit? Whatever. I, I track every IDP-relevant cornerback across the entire league. I track production, playing time, historical production, PFF score, matchups, etc. I put that all in a big pot and stir it together and come out with this good information for you. So, yeah, I'll be here to help you stream corner all season long. Thank you for listening. Good luck in week one. We'll see you guys in week two. Take care now. This was the IDP After Show. <laughs>